Hello, everyone, and welcome to Opera After Dark. Oh, nice. So lame. <laughs> what, what it I makes you this... so happy, though, and I yes. think that that's important. I have this drum. <laughs> this drum. Stupid, stupid drum. This stupid drum. All right. Today. Today, we are inebriated. We are extremely drunk, and this is the perfect opportunity to talk about something that I have been wanting to talk about since the beginning of this podcast. The life and times of one Carlo Gesualdo. Gesualdo! Gesualdo? Gesualdo. Gesualdo. No, not Gesualdo. <laughs> Gesualdo. Grow up. <laughs> this is Opera After Dark. Okay. Okay. Uh, so, some brief bio before we get into the real crazy shit. <laughs> he was born on March 30th, 1566, so I think we're actually releasing this on his anniversary. Mm-hmm. So, happy birthday, Carlo. Happy um, birthday. Yeah. From the grave. From the grave. Lived until 1613, so he was 47. Really quick, do you think that Gesualdo would listen to this podcast? Oh, yes. Yeah? yeah. Would be a fan? Yeah. Okay. Well, now you'll, we, you'll see why. Yeah, yeah. Now that we have that mm. solidified, please proceed. So he was the Prince of Venosa and the Count of Conza. Venosa was a tiny little principality near Naples. It's what a, is so funny already, a, Kyle? It sounds made up. It's not made up. He's Prince of Venosa, Count Prince of Nebosa. Venosa, Count of Conza. Um, again, Venosa near Naples. Um, oh, man. Not a whole lot is actually known about his early life. <coughs> his mother died when he was seven, and at the request of his uncle, one Carlo Borromeo, who he was named after, he was sent to Rome to become a priest. He was a second son, so the traditional thing was you mm-hmm. go into the priesthood. So there he was placed under the protection of his uncle Alfonso, who was then the dean of the College of Cardinals and ended up the Archbishop of Naples. And apparently there was like a whole unsuccessful thing where he uh, like tried to become the Pope. And Whoa. it was like a whole crazy thing. I don't know anything about wow. it, but we're going to look into it. It was like super scandalous. Trying to climb that ladder pretty Right. Quickly. He was an unsuccessful pretender to the papacy and apparently it was a big fucking thing. Um, he, wait, so so he was a cardinal then? Because don't you have to be in order to be considered? To be he was you? dean of the College of Cardinals. Oh, the uncle. I thought the you uncle. meant Gesualdo Not himself. Not Gesualdo. Oh. Okay. Uh, Gesualdo was under, Carlo Gesualdo was under the protection of his uncle, who was the dean I got you. of the I'm College with, of Cardinals. I'm with you. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> Gesualdo's older brother, Luigi. <laughs> Luigi. <laughs> Also, younger brother to Mario. Yeah. Uh, was, you didn't what, know that. What is the? What it's, is it? It's Mario, Luigi, and just Waldo. And Carlo. <laughs> oh, Carlo. <laughs> That's their last name. What's the Mario Brothers theme song? Can you play that right now? I'm all over Whitney Keys, but... Yeah. So that's the last happy theme we're going to talk about for a while. Oh, coins! So... The Mario, Luigi, and Carlo Gisualdo brothers. Right, the Gisualdo brothers. Um, so his older brother Luigi was obviously supposed to become the next prince of Venosa, but he died in 1584. Venosa isn't not a place. Up. It's not a place. Uh, <laughs> so, Luigi... No offense to anybody listening from Venosa. <laughs> 
This episode's already unusable. Kyle uh, has ruined this for me because he is so I'm drunk I that he can't focus. Just no, sit in the corner, I'm play I'm your drum. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm with you. All I'm right, focused. Okay. Luigi dead. Dun, dun, dun. Oh. Luigi dies. So we need to yank Carlo back. Carlo from the, from the... is now the designated successor. So he abandons his potential career in the church, mm-hmm. and then he mm-hmm. marries his first cousin. Ooh, which is obvious. A thing at back that then. Time. Yeah. The famously beautiful Donna Maria de Avalos in 1585. Thank God he had a hot cousin. Right. They had one son named Manuel, so he had one heir, no spare. Uh, um, how do we? Do you know how old he was generally at this time? Like when he. Well, he was born in 1566. He married Donna Maria in 1585. <clears throat> so what's the math on that? Oh, so he was over, uh, like, 30 years old or, or 29 years old, something like that. <laughs> this isn't a good time for me in math. He wasn't, like, a teenager. He was like, young. Yeah. He was in like nineteen. You said he was born in fifty six. Sixty six. Oh, fifteen sixty six. Fifteen sixty six. And when did this happen? Fifteen eighty five. Fifteen. Oh, you're 19. right. Nineteen. Yeah. That's exactly right. Man, people are listening to this thinking like, what a bunch of dumbasses. <laughs> if anyone's listening to this for the first time, go back to episode two. The Yanacek is great. We're yeah. much finer form. <laughs> Shvonda the Bagpiper, my also, personal Shvonda favorite. Also, the Bagpiper. We're we in really, much, much better form. really um, hit our stride early on. <laughs> and we now it's just early. all going to shit. Yeah, we're great in episode two. We're great in episode 12. Um, okay. Great. Anyway, so, so... He marries uh, Maria. They have one song named Emmanuel. Um, to talk really briefly about his music... He had a great devotion to music from an early age and honestly showed little interest in anything else. Hmm. He was very proficient in the lute and also played the harpsichord and the guitar. Wait, that was the son or that was Carlo? Carlo. Gosh, I'm, okay, I'm, I'm really focusing. Go okay. ahead. And Carlo Gesualdo, I'll refer to him as Gesualdo going forward so you don't get confused. Thank you. You're welcome. Gesualdo was really one of the most complex and imaginative composers of the late Renaissance. He wrote and published six books of six books of madrigals and three books of sacred music. Um, people were huge fans of his. The most famous being Stravinsky, um, and he wrote these harmonies and chromaticisms that were so complicated they weren't really seen again until the likes of like Richard Wagner. Wow. Yeah. So he's considered like hugely innovative exactly in his harmonics and kind of musical structures because no one else was doing anything like him were at that really time really revolutionary at that yeah. time were people resistant to it at the time no people thought he was a genius oh mm. people thought he was a genius okay. in his lifetime um that might not. also be because he was like high up in the nobility in the aristocracy mm. so <laughs> right. no one's gonna be like this sucks <laughs> um but why don't we so like listen though. to something that he yeah. wrote. Naomi, what do you want to play for us? All right, well, we have up here, let's do Tristes est anima mea. Sounds great. <laughs> My favorite. A classic. My favorite.
also there's an excerpt here from Magical Book Six, which I think is one of his more crazy harmonic ones. So yeah, let's take a look at that. Yeah. Obviously an incredible composer. Oh, That's that stunning. Good stunning. Stuff. And it's great because if you listen to it with our ears, it doesn't seem that crazy. But if you can imagine oh. back then, this is like For nothing sure. anybody had heard before. Wow. You know? Um, so let's get down to why Gesualdo is famous. <laughs> oh no. Kyle has no idea. It's okay. gonna be so good. <clears throat> so let me lay this out for you. It's October sixteenth. Oh, you know the specific date. I do. It must be important. <laughs> October 16th, 1590. Mm-hmm. A delegation of Neapolitan officials found on the floor of a Naples apartment the body of one Don Fabrizio Carafa, the Duke of Andrea, who was known as one of the handsomest men in the era. And this is all documented, so I'm going to read from the official report for some of this stuff. Uh-huh. The official report stated that the body was wearing a woman's nightdress with fringes at the bottom with ruffs of black silk. The body was covered in blood and pierced with many wounds, including a gunshot that had gone straight through his elbow and even went through his breast, the sleeve of the above-mentioned shirt being scorched. There was also another gunshot wound to his head with bits of brain that had oozed out onto the floor. And there were wounds on the head, the face, neck, chest, stomach, kidneys, arms, hands, and shoulders. And underneath the body, they found a pattern of holes, which seemed to have been made by swords, which had passed through the body, penetrating uh, deeply into the floor. Oh, that'll make you sick. Wow. Ooh. On the bed was the body of Dona Maria Davalos, the wife of Carlo Gesualdo. <gasps> Her throat, her throat had been slit, and her nightclothes drenched in blood. Officials also noted that there were wounds on her face, her right arm, her right hand, and her torso. And since this was in an apartment complex, essentially, there were plenty of witnesses who all said that they saw Carlo Gesualdo enter the apartment with three men yelling, kill the scoundrel along with the harlot. Shall it just Waldo be made a cuckold? And since he was a prince, they couldn't do a fucking thing about it. So he murdered his wife, who was having an affair with this man, this super handsome man, Don Fabrizio. And because he was a prince, he basically like walked in there with all these people watching and like 
murdered them both. Apparently, in the middle of it, he ran out and was like, um, it was covered in blood. And he was like, are they dead yet? I don't think so. And then went back and like. Oh, yeah, there were a lot of There were a lot of stab wounds, wounds, right? Oh, man. Right? That's. So, So, because he was a prince, it was all coup. But, well, they couldn't do anything. Well, they couldn't do anything. Is that at that point in time were there any kind of rights? Like, if you caught your wife cheating with somebody, could you you could like do whatever you want? Basically, kind of. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I can imagine that there was everything would be in his favor, even if <laughs> like even he if, wasn't a prince. If exactly. He was, like, exactly. If he was being prosecuted. He could say, but she was cheating. It was basically oh, the, the okay. law that said that she was asking for it. Wow. Yeah. So that's gruesome. Like this horrific, really gruesome murder. Everybody knew about it. And the thing was, um, after this happened, Jeswaldo became sort of this mythical figure to everybody in society. And they told these really lurid tales about him. Things like um, the sexual organs of the slain lovers have been mutilated and thrown across the f- across the floor. Uh, things like he had murdered an alleged illegitimate child of the lovers by having Ooh. the baby suspended in a bassinet and swung around to the point of death. Oh. I mean, most of this is not not true. Uh, maybe the first thing yeah, might yeah. be true. Um, however, there is a lot of evidence of um, some other really bizarre behavior, like dealings with alleged witches and um, sadomasochistic relations with other young men. Uh, another fun fact is after the murders, Jeswaldo went on a tree-cutting rampage at his castle so that he would have this unlimited view of potential threats. I mean, obviously at this time the law couldn't touch him, but I think he feared repercussions from um, the family of the, the slain lovers like looking for vengeance. Oh, right. Wow. So obviously Jeswaldo did a lot for music at that time during the late Renaissance, but a lot of the allure of Deswaldo is this lurid idea that he was this psychotic murderer. And if right. he hadn't done that, would we even know about him oh, wow. at this point? Can you, like, if you just think about the music that we just heard a little bit ago that he right? composed, like, so beautiful and seemingly pure and all of that. And then just. The man was crazy. Murder! Yeah, the man was crazy. This is the first. This is, this is the first time we've had murder. It was the first time we've had yeah. a murder. Had I know a, you've been jonesing a, for it for we had a, a long plot, time. A plot with Berlioz. <laughs> but he, he didn't actually do murder, it. But right. he didn't actually murder. Yep. Wow. Was yeah. it? Is that? Has there been a movie made about this? I don't know if there's been a movie. There have been a fair amount of operas, actually. Oh, there have been. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. modern pieces about the life of Jeswaldo, which, I mean, come on. Yeah. But that's perfect fodder. You know? I mean. I just imagine, so I'm imagining a movie... And there's this scene where he's, like, going into the apartment building to just, like, massacre these people. And you hear this, like, really beautiful church music in the background that he composed, like, you know, the, the boy soprano just doing the whole thing. And you're like, oh, that's really nice. But he's going to murder that them. That sounds like a Guy Ritchie movie. <laughs> yeah, it could be. Doesn't it? Maybe. I'm not very familiar with Guy Ritchie movies. Um... I think you would probably know, like, the, the Sherlock Holmes movies with Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Okay. Like, that kind of aesthetic. Yeah. Guy Ritchie, if you're listening. <laughs> Your next movie. <laughs> Your next movie after Here that whole is. King Arthur thing. Is you know what I mean? Like, super... Oh, yeah, but Keira Knightley, you know? Is that the King Arthur you're talking about? No, that's Robin Hood, I think you're thinking of. 
Oh, no, no, it's a different King Arthur. They're doing a new King Arthur. Oh, like they are. Richie's dragon that hasn't been released yet. Looks terrible. Oh, yeah. I mean, the last King Arthur wasn't very good, but it, like, <laughs> the whole thing was like Kira Knightley wearing two straps of leather. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Historically accurate yeah. as Guinevere. Oh, um, man. That's all you need to have a successful movie. Mm. Kira Knightley, so, two straps of leather. He, he did all this. He was a known murderer. There were all these stories about him. People were like, he's a vampire, and he sucks the blood of virgins, and that kind of stuff. Wow, um, good but stuff. Three years after this happened, he actually remarried. Oh, yes. bad life decision. To a woman named, well, actually, this one turned out kind of okay. To oh. a woman named Eleonora, who was the cousin of the Duke of Ferrara. Um, the second marriage seemed to be a lot happier than the first one. Good. The, um, Did she cheat? No, the rumors were ah. that Gesualdo apparently engaged in his abusive behavior and found sexual satisfaction outside of the marriage bed. So he pretty much left her alone. Uh, and they, they stayed married for the rest of his sad. life. Yeah, I don't but no, know. I mean, the reason that they got married was uh, apparently the Ferrara court was... Um, they were extremely wealthy. It was very glamorous, and they were known for pulling um, the greatest musicians from across Europe that into their true. court. Mm. And he married her so he could gain access to these people. Mm. So he was in this elite court of musicians and met all these people because, as I said earlier, music was like his real soul mm-hmm. focus mm-hmm. in his life. And what he really wanted was access to the best that he could get his hands on. Wow. I'm to, surprised like, work that on his music. Second wife was just ready to open that can of worms. He was Prince, man. But I also feel like she probably didn't have much say in, say in the matter. Yeah. yeah. And so at that point, like marriages are like political transactions yeah. and Well, I mean, how many times is a guy gonna murder his wife? I mean, come on. Chance, uh, chances <laughs> are there's just one time. I mean, I feel like society was like she was cheating on him, so she was asking for it, but at the same time, it was done in such a gruesome manner that mm-hmm. it was yeah. such a huge, shocking thing. He didn't even, like, well, and he also did the murdering himself. Mm-hmm. With three of his buddies. Like, or I, hired people. I don't know. Who I knows? feel like henchmen. generally henchmen, people yeah. would send the henchmen to do their bidding and, and not have a part of it, because then you're just like, uh, yeah, it wasn't me, it was a random dude. Well, I feel like he, he was slanted. like, I'm defending, you yeah. know, my family name. And also, if he knew that no one could touch him, but like the he was beyond consequences. Beyond, he had no no consequences to his actions. Oh man! Aside from his own psychological torture, self-inflicted about like a fear of retaliation. He wouldn't cut down all the trees in right. his yard. Right, so he had like a 360 <laughs> view. Yeah. Um, and the castle, the castle is still there, and I believe that they were have renovated it. Wow. Since then, because I read an article in the New Yorker where the the journalists went to the castle in Italy. Did they do? And like, it was in the middle of renovations. Yeah. Did they do haunted tours, like the murder? I don't tour? think they do know. murder tours. <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't think they do murder tours. But it's something that murder. was so infamous that apparently to this day in Naples, people like everybody knows the story. Everyone's like, the square is haunted, you know, wow. and all of this stuff. Did, so He's like a, an integral part of the culture in the Naples. After he married into this family that is known for hiring really great musicians, right. did he have more compositional output? Mm-hmm. Ah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, do we want to listen to some of his 
later stuff. Sure. Post murder. Yeah. Post murder. Post murder Jeswaldo well, is my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> the superior Jeswaldo. Well, you can really uh, see some of the murder reflected mm-hmm, in the mm-hmm. compositional tendencies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe the Tenebrae Responsoria? Oh, I have That's no idea. 1611. When did the murder actually happen? Oh, the murder happened in 1590. All right, let's do the and He died in 1613, so yeah, 1611. something called death for five voices a musical drama oh like an opera about death i guess so let's see shall we listen to it just a little bit No, this is from a new musical about the murders. Oh. Yeah. oh. Wait. It, yeah, so Death for Five Voices is a musical about Jesualdo's murderous it. history. Got it. Got okay. it, got it, got it, got it, got it. I'm just saying, if you listen to some of Jesualdo's music, you would never guess in a million years that he could murder somebody. It's I so agree. so beautiful. Well, I feel like he felt that he was righteous in the eyes of God. Yes, I would you know? agree with that. Yeah. I sure I'm sure you're right. He was defending his honor and doing the right thing by killing the adulterers, the sinners. The sinners. But let us just say, like, do we believe that Jesualdo himself was never unfaithful to his wife? I um, actually think that um he had these, you know, sadomasochistic tendencies that he mm-hmm. took out on probably prostitutes. Mm-hmm. And um, young men and all that kind of stuff. But I think that he probably was not very interested. I mean, this is 100% pure speculation. <laughs> um, this is my personal opinion. My personal opinion. Um, that he was not interested in, in sex because it seemed like he was solely driven by music and writing music and finding people to perform his music. And maybe yeah. his sexual outlet was, you know, beating the shit out of people. <laughs> yeah, so just yeah. Waldo, what are you into? Well, music. I really like right, music. Right, because he has, and, uh, he, has the one, he has the one son, yeah. you That's know, true. and his second wife, they didn't have any children. Hmm. It seems like he pretty much left her alone to her own devices. I'm sure she never cheated on him because, you know. She knew what would happen if she exactly, did. Exactly, exactly. And he took out his um, slightly debased tendencies on people that, who were professionals that he paid. <laughs> 
I yeah, honestly so, think that's true. I honestly so think the, that's what the it was. The music and the, the beating the shit out of people, you know? It's <laughs> right, just, right. I'm a simple man <laughs> when it comes down <laughs> that's to That's all it. I need. I'm a simple prince. Yeah. I, I don't get into any of that Vanessa, weird... A a place. <laughs> It's not a place anymore, but it was a place then. So you said it's in Naples. Next to Naples, yeah. Napoli. Napoli. Actually, let's end on that song on something. (laughs) Something a little bit more positive. (laughs) That's like something like the like from the the Godfather or like a mafia movie like where just Waldo's going in to murder his wife and horse head oh. in the bed and yeah and it's like this terrible murder scene and they're like in Napoli <laughs> you song, murder your wife that song always reminds me of chopping her to bits <laughs> every day my favorite movie of all time Moonstruck and I think oh. we should end on that song so we can end on something slightly more positive than this. Right. Um, check out just Waldo's music because it really is innovative and beautiful. And let's try and forget, you know, the other stuff. Yeah. Um, we'll have something written about him on the blog. Oof. Good lord. Um, well, I will just say that when you teach like music history 101, like in the grand scheme of the Renaissance, which is usually something that undergrads kind of tune out, like as soon as you're like, and we're doing Jez Waldo, who murdered his wife. Like, everyone's like, what? Thank well, God. Again, that could be, I think that's partially the reason why Jess Waldo is famous. He did all I this agree. really innovative music stuff, but he hadn't murdered those people. I don't think we would know who he was. I feel like his yeah. music would have just fallen into obscurity, yep. and we may have never discovered it, really. Yeah. I, so you guys might, you know, not be happy about this, but in my musical history courses, we, we had two semesters was all. And the first semester, oh gosh, Naomi's face just got so. Two semesters. She's appalled. Go on. I went to what a, can you cover? In two I went to a state school. I went to a state school. Okay. Uh, yeah, two semesters. Yeah, first semester, all of music history up until 1750. Holy shit! <laughs> Did you you didn't talk about Jizwaldo at all? No, Jizwaldo. Also, oh. obviously not Hildegard von Bingen or Gertrude. Yeah, so. but, but in fairness, I just was not into anything before 1750. Like, really was not. So I, mm. we talked about a lot of things. It was a whole semester, but I maybe could recall like three days. Mm. Uh, but then the, the second semester, <laughs> as you might guess, everything after 1750. Oh, man. Which the is current a, day. Yeah, which is a lot. Yes. So that one I enjoyed, but I guess what I'm getting at is I, I missed a lot of these stories, so I'm, I'm glad that I'm getting my education now. Look at how you're learning all this stuff about pre-1750 music. Oh, man. Oh, um, man. On that note. I know. Not that nobody needed to know that, but... Uh, but I'm glad that you're learning stuff now. Some good information and on And just story is certainly interesting and thankfully mm-hmm. not common. And I can't be the only, like, person who likes classical music that doesn't know anything about just Waldo. I'm <laughs> sure you're not. So hopefully people are going to learn some stuff today. The only murderer that we talked about, maybe not the only one, I don't know. I think maybe attempted murderer is more likely than actual murderers. Yeah. It was barely us. Yeah, yeah, but there must yeah. be. There, there are probably more. I'm sure there's other. Oh, I'm sure there's more. We just haven't you, really Lama dug them up yet. killed a guy. She killed a lot of guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's murder. That was in self-defense. It was in a duel. It's a different thing. She still killed Different people. roles. Different roles. 
Wow. As the king said, the rules don't apply to her because it's a, a man and she was not a man. As the people in the made up province near Naples say, Venosa they... was real. <laughs> he was the prince of it. The rules don't apply to him because he's a prince. Yep. So. I've taken great joy just watching this argument unfold. Is murder the really murder if you don't get in trouble? Yeah, like if if someone falls falls dies, nobody hears it. <laughs> yeah, if somebody dies, nobody goes two to jail. Pe- if two people die, nobody go to nobody goes to jail. If is it really a crime? If somebody's genitals get mutilated and thrown across the room, <laughs> allegedly, <laughs> allegedly, <laughs> that was not in the official report. Although it seems likely that it could have happened. I did not cut the genitals off of that man <laughs> or woman or woman. <laughs> totally innocent. She was cheating. She was asking for it. All right. Before things get All too right. ridiculous, we'll just cut us off. <laughs> As it were. Call it a night. Like a pair of balls. Cut us yeah. off. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, check out the Castrati episode. <laughs> we're all over the map. We're it's different. Genital, Castrati, they didn't cut that. I don't want to go into it right now. Genital but it was mutilation. Not a thing. Listen to murder, the episode. We explained it all there. Right. It's more of like Adultery. a cupping and like sliding out. Um, <laughs> I'm Elspeth. I'm Kyle. I'm Naomi. Let's listen to some Dean Martin. Let's see this over. <laughs> this we'll is, see you next time. This is Opera After Dark. Opera After Dark. <laughs> In Napoli, when I want something. is what they say. your eye like a big pizza pie that's amore when the world seems to shine like you've had too much wine that's amore bells will ring tingling tingling ling and you'll sing the bell Hearts will play tippy tippy tay tippy tippy tay like a guitar and When the moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie, that's amore. That's amore. Yeah, just like a pasta that's amore. Bells will ring, ding-a-ling-a-ling, ding-a-ling-a-ling, ding-a-ling, ding-a-ling-a-ling, ding-a-ling-a-ling, ding-a-ling, 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 when you dance down the street with a cloud at your feet, you're in love. When you walk in a dream, but you know you're not dreaming, signore. Excuse me, but you see back in old Napoli, that's amore. 
But in that movie, like in hindsight, if you just saw that movie, you'd be like, oh, Nicolas Cage, you know, it's good stuff. But in hindsight, I feel like like knowing who he is, it almost kind of taints it. We were like, oh, I think he was just actually being a doofus. Maybe, but was young. I think this was his first movie. Yeah. yeah. People didn't know. Didn't know the As it were. Two of my favorite things, you and the Met. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, the opera. We did four. We did do four. I don't know if they're any good. You were a disaster. <laughs> One, two, three, four. When the stars make it through, just like pasta, pasta, that's amore. That's amore. When you dance down the street with the cloud at your feet, you're in love. When you walk in a dream But you know you're not dreaming Signore Excuse me, but you see back in old Napoli That's amore Oh, 